0: Welcome to Carpetrage Podcast, Episode 83. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Siniski. Hello, sir. Hi there. Welcome back. Hi. Hey, you look like you're all wrapped up like a babushka. Yeah, I uh, I have a jacket downstairs, but this was closer, and I have no shame. So there you go. 65 degrees is actually not bad temperature-wise, especially for like a garage. But I'm cold. Okay, that's fair. I think it was the Shamrock Shake
1: probably you just had a bunch of and just like
0: 15 pounds of ice cold ooze so yeah, it's
1: not ice cream it's just ooze yeah ice it's ooze, ooze. Yeah. I,
0: I told Corey i would like a sham sham from mcdonald's he's like what is that sham sham i'm like delicious ooze he's like i don't follow
1: when i ask for a shamrock shake i always say um i i put the emphasis on weird letters in it it's so like a shamrock shake <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't like uh, rearrange it though at all so it's like shock ram shake
1: no, no, no! I just I, I'll, I'll like put like a weird space in it, so I'll say like, "Y'all have a sham rock shake." Hmm. <laughs> so I'll just like play with or the like word, like
0: a sham rock shake.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: You're putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yeah, exactly.
1: That was a just a like, quote from something. But. I always mess with people at McDonald's because they, they usually don't have the they don't have the language to tell me not to. Oh, Corey's <laughs> not here; he's
0: washing his car. But he said on the way down when he actually got this stuff. Like I'd like one large and one medium Shamrock Shake, please. And they quoted him a total of twenty-seven dollars (laughs) and ten cents. I'm just like, why? Just you should have just let it happen. And seeing like, what What would they have done? Would it have been like ten Shamrock Shakes? (laughs) Because like, I don't think I've. Just maybe they, they like give once you I've they give you the machine, yeah, you <laughs> you know, never the entire spent machine <clears throat> that much
2: at McDonald's. Like not a McDonald's unless you do like a car full of people on a road trip. Yeah, if
0: you're doing like a McGangbang, maybe, but that would have been it.
1: I, I buy lunch for the entire shop sometimes because when I say I'm going to McDonald's, things get out of hand. Oh, I think the most I ever spent is like eighteen dollars.
0: I uh, I think the only time I've spent more than that at a fast food restaurant was right when the Taco Bell breakfast menu came out, and I bought one of the whole menu. Oh my God. I think that was $31, but also it was in two bags at their limit of capacity, so it was a lot of food.
1: Yes, that was. Anyway,
0: that, I guess, was a bit of a digression, but uh, move on to beer. What are you drinking?
1: I'm actually drinking a Sam Adam's Boston Lager, which is the most macro of microbreweries.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, I don't know good. if I would classify that as a microbrewery, but maybe.
1: Well, it's either the most macro of microbreweries or the most micro of macrobreweries, so take your pick.
0: I would be inclined to say it's the most micro of macrobreweries. Yeah, because it's actually good. It's pretty big, too. I mean, it's it's world... Not worldwide. It's, uh, it's in every every state, I think.
1: Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, it's not bad. Samuel
0: Adams is fine. Yes. But I don't agree with the commercial. You can go around the world and not find a better beer than Samuel Adams. That's, yeah, that's just... Bull. False.
1: I, so they're Blatantly... From,
0: they're, from false. False. They're, they're from false? They're from false. They're from... They're from false, Massachusetts.
1: They're from Boston. Okay. <laughs> So same thing. I can stay in the same city and name a better brewery, and that's Clown Shoes. They're about a mile away, and they well, are so much
0: better. There you go.
1: There you go. So, Sam Inaccurate, Adams, Sam Adams. Inaccurate. Fake news. Uh, I
0: have a new Northeast tall boy.
1: Yep, that's how I got you. Yeah, I just yep. chose one out of the refrigerator Perfect. for you. I, um, uh,
0: you went with what I wanted and not what I was going to do for myself, so I guess go. that's Perfect. good. I was trying to keep off the of beer today because we had a very late fourth meal last night. Oh. It was very unhealthy.
1: There you go. That's fine. So
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get fat.
1: That's all right. I'm already fat. Cool. But Jan likes it because it makes me more cuddly.
2: Debate.
0: Um, <laughs> you're oh, the geez. one that said you're okay kidding. with me being fat. Some people are super into dad bods. I just got to find yeah, those people. I, I've, got, I've got a dad bod chance Jan's all about it. <laughs>
1: anyway, um, so in news today, yep. not, not today, <laughs> but this is like on Friday or something, um, Amazon invested uh, $700 million
0: into Rivian. Damn, let me pull this up. So that's actually kind of a big deal. That is a big deal. I actually really like the Rivian product. So yeah, so
1: now they actually have money. So thank you very much, Jeff Bezos.
0: I still think um, I'm, the, these websites need to get off with the uh, ad blocker thing.
1: Yes, I concur.
0: So yeah, the, the Rivian, I like it because it looks like Bioshock in car form. But
1: No, it's super cool. And it's like, I, I like the first sentence of what... Um, Jalopnik wrote, which is, despite being rebuked by the people of New York City for an office nobody wanted, Amazon doesn't seem to be feeling too bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you're not familiar with that news, basically, uh, the entire city of New York decided that sitting in pee all day on the subway and 8 million rats are acceptable, but Amazon is not, so they're not building their HQ2 there. Um... But instead, they're just going to invest in Rivian so everybody can just go tr- live out in the middle of nowhere in California where you can actually get a house for a million dollars and then drive to work. Yep. Because now it's going to be like you get a shack for a million dollars and
0: anywhere near Amazon's headquarters. I wonder if my Amazon affiliate account works if I, like, give somebody a link to buy a Rivian now. Because <laughs> I'd probably get a pretty good kickback from that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, I had, a, I had a, a coworker, our marketing guy. He was like, I would like to build a, a computer. Could you help me out with that? I'm like, absolutely. I love that. He's like, okay, well, I mainly just do Photoshop and Premiere with it. That's it. I'm like, okay. So I created a Google spreadsheet with like three options. Yeah. For upgradability and all that. And like out of the blue, he just buys all that stuff through my links that I had in there. And I used affiliate links to show him the products. And I told him ahead of time, like... These are affiliate links. You don't have to use them. But if you do buy something through one of these links in that store, I get money. Tight. There you go. Even though I wrote in the notes, buy this and this at Center because it's cheaper. He bought it all through Amazon. Nice. So I logged in the other day and I'm like, oh, thank you. That's awesome. So anyway, Amazon Affiliates is the jam. If you guys uh, direct traffic at all, look into it.
1: Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Um...
0: I love how Corey is now wearing his blanket too. No. <laughs> I'm the only person not wearing
1: a blanket, blanket and I'm okay nice. with this. Yeah, but you have a nice sweatshirt on. Yeah, it's my nice uh, Laguna Seca uh, sweatshirt. Um, but no, I'm really excited about Rivian. I, think I so, wore I wore
0: my Laguna Seca shit at NPR.
1: Oh, there you go. Cool. Any
0: video. Oh, lame. Um, oh,
1: yeah, burgers would be on Minnesota Public Radio. That would be cool. Yeah,
0: Minnesota Public Radio interviewed me on EV and solar tech. Cool. That's so awesome. I'll let you guys all know. Did you I'll mention that
1: you're trying to offset your massive carbon footprint of owning yes, several vehicles with V12s? Perfect.
0: I said all the rest of my cars get 10 MPG on premium, so.
1: <laughs> They're all very... You should have said I own several vehicles with V12s. That would have well, been the best way to put it. <laughs> I
0: tried not to. Like, I didn't throw my solar installer under the bus. I didn't really, like piss on internal combustion that much i didn't Good. but i also didn't like inflate evs as much as i probably should have it was like that she had her main questions that we just went through and i'm sure they were the standard stuff that she asked a couple other people she interviewed um but i was the only one that she asked about solar because yeah. i had prompted her like i also have just recently done this this and this um I forgot what i was going with this
1: you were talking about Uh, talking up
0: evs oh yeah yeah so at the end she's like do you have anything else that you think people buying evs should look into i'm like well first off buy a used one yeah start off with a lower inch one because you'll know immediately whether you like it or not and then you can upgrade yeah but keep in mind that a lot of the cost savings you get by owning an ev is offset by the insurance premium difference because evs are incredibly expensive to insure really i don't know why but they are and that's something you never hear about yeah, so I think that's huge. But yeah, when it airs, I will make sure to get a digital copy, and then we'll just throw it up as oh, a. I'll probably try. I, I think like I
1: that. think it's gonna be on like or something. I'll I hope s- so. I'll just hear it on my way home from work. I'll well, see. if you
0: hear it, let me know, and then I'll rip a copy. But uh, Jane is supposed to let me know when it's going to air. So. Okay,
1: cool. Well, if yep. you ever go back, tell Kai Ristall, He's always welcome on here because I love Kai <laughs> I don't know who that um, is, but I will. He's the guy do from that.
0: NPR Marketplace.
1: He's oh, got I don't the... listen
0: to NPR. I'm sorry. Uh, I listen to NPR
1: nonstop uh and uh which is
0: the irony i get it yeah
1: <laughs> but uh no Kai, Kai Rizdal is awesome he's got the best voice in radio he makes economics inter- interesting and he's hilarious
0: so he's like the jay leno of economics so what does he actually what's his segment npr marketplace it's a half hour show on on and that NPR, is just right? all things
1: economic yeah it's just oh, economics fine. it's great okay um but anyway, back on Rivian. I'm a really big fan of Rivian. I want everything good to happen to them. I love The Witcher 3. Geralt of Rivia is one of the greatest characters of all time. And I think those are beautiful trucks. Anyway, so... Um, yeah, I
0: like to pick up more than the SUV, but I'm still happy they've got both. And I really like Amazon as a company for it right now, so...
1: I've got no problems with Jeff Bezos.
0: But never went Overlord.
1: I don't know. I'm not going to call him that. Uh, anyway, so... Uh,
0: Volkswagen Berger. Tell yep. me about them. Okay, so uh, in the interest of trying not to keep this like an EV cast on my half, I've been trying to find stories that aren't necessarily based in electric stuff, but I'm failing miserably. So we've talked about well, VW bringing that ID Buzz thing. W-
1: one second, there's a reason for that. It's because Europe, other than like supercars, is making very few exciting non EVs. Uh huh. That's why. Yeah, and you like European cars.
0: I do. That's why we like, last talked about the G70, the Genesis, because like yeah. Korean stuff is way more interesting than European stuff right now.
1: Oh, God, Europe sucks right now. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: really, really tragic. So anyway, the only interesting thing that I could find this week coming out of Germany was uh, an electric car on the platform that we're getting with that ID Buzz, that super cool retro van thing, mm-hmm. but we're not getting the cars and the hatchbacks from that platform, which is doubly insulting because guess what? That ID-based hatchback which looks freaking rad, yeah, is the first ever carbon neutral production vehicle. So, they're doing things right and we can't has them. Yeah, that sounds like Volkswagen. What What were they thinking of? I,
1: it's Volkswagen. That's I mean, just, I, the that's first how
0: Volkswagen is. But I just like is there is there actually any reason or is it just because screw America?
1: Probably that. Another ad blocker. I'm not
0: even gonna capture this, but, <clears throat> I. So wh- I I want to hear your speculation. Honestly, why do you think that they're not bringing the ID lineup of cars here?
1: And to be honest, it's probably about federalization. And how we have different crash standards than anybody else in the world. That's how we get a. We don't get a lot of cars. But ours aren't as stringent as a lot of the world. Well, we have different things that we're really stringent about. Other that other countries aren't.
0: Well other I thought our worst stuff was like just headlights and d o t well, we have that, and then we also have our small impact. you
1: put a lot more emphasis on oh the small overlap road the yeah, over? small okay. overlap is huge on us that's why a lot of like a lot of cars that aren't designed for the American market just utterly fail it hmm. because we do like we do a like a one quarter small overlap at like highway speed, whereas most right. of the time they do like thirty miles an hour right. like in other countries so cars like the Mitsubishi Mirage get like hammered for the small overlap even though they're totally fine right like it's just that they're not designed for the american that's a crash american test
0: mind. that is literally your choice on how you hit something
1: yeah like if you're if you're in a car where like you hit them square into, yeah hit them square like you have as much of your impact area not go into your body right like,
0: yeah the, the whole car is designed to dissipate energy yeah, and you're using like a very small percentage of it. Exactly. No so, wonder it crumpled. It's designed to do that.
1: Yeah, it, it's just a weird thing. It's so that's that's why a lot of our cars that we get don't don't have that. It's also why we also get like a lot of like, weird front ends on cars. So if you ever look at like um like the Corollas, not like the most current one, but from like ten years ago, okay, totally different front end in the American market than in Europe.
0: I thought that was pedestrian safety. It was. Again, safety, front end ah. stuff. But I mean, well, either way, I'm <clears throat> I'm pissed because the fact that they were able to make an electric vehicle carbon neutral from the factory is huge because well, like the battery packs take a lot of all energy right. to make.
1: One second, they're saying it's carbon neutral. This is also Volkswagen. A. Oh,
0: and that's true. It's B. B.
1: <laughs> I have zero faith in the ID. Oh, Not I like the ID. All. When I like it, I think it's cool looking. I also, even and also like and think it's cool looking. The Mark III Golf. But that doesn't mean that I have any faith in the Mark III Golf. Sure. But well, Volkswagen... Well, some of those
0: are cool, though. Like, if you get a... Yeah, VR6. A VR6 ETI. with, like, the 90s cloth interior. Yeah, I'm like, that's, that's pretty rad. cool. No,
1: that's, I mean, I really like them. It's just that they're, I'm not going to fool myself into thinking that they're a reliable, good vehicle to drive every day. Um, and that's the thing. That's a Volkswagen's just proven to me time and again for years is that they are utterly incapable of making something reliable.
0: That is true. They will find a way. We've talked about this. They'll find a way to make an EVN They
1: They absolutely will. They will be using
0: biodegradable wiring harnesses. And like trailer bearings and the wheel bearings. Yeah,
1: trailer bearings and wheel bearings, biodegradable wiring harnesses. And they're going to have like the dehumidifier for like the AC system directly above the body control module. They're going to find
0: that acids in the cooling system cool slightly more efficiently. Yeah. And then they're just going to fill all the cooling loops with acid, and then they're going to be really surprised when it eats through the pipes. The the batteries are going to be those old AA rechargeables that just stop working after a couple months. No, they're
1: going to be... What they're going to do is take the sunroof drains, and they're going to put on plastic that is very sensitive to temperature, (laughs) and they're going to run them right past where the body control module is, just like they did in the A4. What about... And they put the body control module at the lowest possible point of the vehicle, to lower yeah. the weight by, in, like, in two o- Yeah, like, in a bucket, underneath <laughs> the car, <laughs> in a way to, like, try to drop the center of gravity by two ounces.
0: <laughs> <Like clears throat> all of the, uh, the ceiling rings and the waterproof connectors are going to be made out of, like, some sort of biodegradable paper mache. That's going to be a great stuff They're going to use yeah. aluminum inside of the high-voltage wires instead Perfect. of copper. Yep, that's what they'll do. Yep, just to just, get that little bit of weight savings. Yeah,
1: that's exactly what Volkswagen's going to do. They're going to find something to do that seems like a really good idea for a car that is put onto a racetrack and only a racetrack and never driven.
0: <laughs> okay, so when they actually make their advertising or whatever for this ID, and they're like, the first ever carbon neutral production car, it's going to have an asterisk. Oh. What do you imagine seeing down below to qualify that asterisk?
1: If driven exclusively for 45 years with zero replacement parts.
0: <laughs> I was going <gonna, laughs> to say, yeah, like if assuming 15,000 miles annual mileage for three years...
1: There's just fifteen, twenty, twenty thousand miles at any right. launch for three years. within uh, the warranty ass- assuming period. Assuming no repairs needed prior to or prior
0: to end of warranty, that that's what they're gonna say, <laughs> within the warranty period. So screw you, Volkswagen, for not giving us that thing.
1: It's gonna be like uh, the Prius when people would say they're good for the environment. It's oh like yeah, you, you offset. They did the, the research. I was like,
0: you you have to drive five thousand miles or something to offset you ha- the battery. You have pack.
1: to drive the Prius nonstop for like sixteen years. And the battery packs are only guaranteed for like ten.
0: Although, so to their credit, they're still lasting.
1: Yeah, long. but I mean, still, it's like there's a lot of them that were like at the cusp of offsetting their carbon footprint, and, and they it took a, a lot of miles to offset it. Yeah, yeah, because it was like something like the Hummer H two was yeah. like more carbon friendly than the Prius. Yeah, the
0: the Top Gear one back in the day was uh, a Range Rover, a Range Rover, a VA yeah. Range Rover, and it was eighty five thousand miles to offset the difference. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Whoops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, if this is true, it's huge. That would be really cool. It's a really big deal. I also so.
1: feel like that's going to be something that immediately causes the
0: car to be unreliable. They will find a way. I can't actually research the story because of the ad block blocker, but...
1: But, uh, no, it's... It, Volkswagen... It, this is the thing. Whenever Volkswagen makes an outlandish claim, yeah, we have turbos in all of our cars. We have, you know... We have the best car, car company. Car. Like... We, it's going to be huge. We have clean diesel. Like these things, every single time they say something ridiculous like that, it's just not true. And then a lot of people say, oh, Volkswagen used to be. No, they never were reliable. Volkswagen never in history has ever been reliable or truthful. Everything they've always said has always been a lie. They've just made really cool cars that lie to you.
0: I bet Trump is just going to subsidize the car company. He probably likes all their bold claims.
1: Uh, yeah, probably. But then he'll like, make him like, make the car out of oil, just oil. Hold on one second. Scott
0: says he can't hear us. Uh,
2: no. Uh Uh-oh. Whoopsie. Um.
0: Oh. Thank you, crappy-ass keyboard, for muting that volume slider.
1: Has that been muted this entire time?
0: Uh, for Twitch, it has been.
1: I'm sorry, Twitch.
0: Sorry, Twitch. Uh... For everything you just missed, uh, Amazon invests $700 million in Rivian. So that's pretty cool. And Volkswagen's ID platform that uh, all their new EVs are coming on to the United States is not going to bring us the hatch, which is the first ever carbon neutral car. And that is literally all you've missed so far. Yeah, that's it. There you go.
1: Um, Anyway, so I want to go back to our extremely long Patreon topic that we've received. Sounds good. uh, That I'm actually super into also, Patreon, please give to it. Um, our yeah. Patreon.com Patreon. Link... Yep. forward
0: slash Motor cult. Can
1: mm-hmm. we change up?
0: Yeah, I'm actually going to work on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be carpetrage. Uh Maybe. Uh, you start on AW11, AW10, and I will work on this.
1: So anyway, we're going to talk about the MR2. That was one of the cars that uh, one of our Patreon uh, subscribers wanted us to uh, go over. So between Burger and I, we've owned every single... Variant of the MR2, except for an AW11 Supercharged. It's the only one we've not owned.
0: I would love a supercharger.
1: Um, but I'm going to start out with the one, my favorite, uh, the AW11, AW10. Um, that was uh, Toyota's first foray into mid-engine cars as the original mid-engine runabout two-seater, which yep. is what MR2 stands for. Uh, it's designed oh, to. Oh, er- midship. Oh, sorry, midship, yeah. It was originally designed by Saichi Yamaguchi uh, in 1981. Mm-hmm. Um, Saichi Yamaguchi actually had
0: 81. That's
1: nuts. Yeah. Saichi Yamaguchi actually designed a lot of really cool stuff, but it's going to be a different day for that. (laughs) Um, yeah, this car was, uh, so it was weird. A lot of people said that the AW11 was a ripoff of the Fiero. Okay.
0: Uh, I don't think it was. Well, this is
1: it. The AW11 had been in production since 1981 or had been in development since 1981. The, The Fiero since 83. They rushed the Fiero to production. Um, the Fiero beat <laughs> they the... They rushed it AMAR- to production and it showed. Yeah. The, F- the AW11 um, was a month after the Fiero. There's no way Toyota's going to design a car in a month.
0: Yeah. Are they under the impression that you can just come up with design, engineer, and produce a car in a month?
1: Yeah, apparently. I, I, okay. think, I think a lot of that comes to the fact that there was still a lot of anti-Japanese sentiment in the American marketplace in the early 80s. Well, yeah, I mean, that didn't, I mean, that's that's
0: still around now.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, particularly, like, it was way worse. Like, they were, I'm sure, like, probably about a, still a third of the population was, like, that one racist guy that walks in AutoZone. <laughs> um,
0: it, I shouldn't who, be laughing at that, but I am. Yeah, that, that guy's totally
1: <laughs> wrong. He's, like, a relic of a uh, time gone and probably just shouldn't be around anymore. Um, boom yeah exactly <laughs> so it's actually cool the aw11 we knew it to have originally the 4he engine which is like the best engine ever well yeah and it's, a, it's
0: a 1.6 liter 16 valve dual double overhead cam, cam non interference yeah
1: it, it was designed in the late 70s it uh re- it replaced toyota's 3tc dual overhead cam uh, t-series engine that had been in all the Corolla since the beginning of man mm-hmm. um but this is one of those rare times where the replacement engine was actually better, because it had a Yamaha-designed cylinder head. Yep. Um, and Toyota has a long
0: history with Yamaha. Yes.
1: Oh, huge, long history. That That's an episode in itself. <laughs> but what's cool about the 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 4AG is you originally had the big port, and then you had the small port engines. The big port engines you would think are the one you want for like a good build, mm-hmm. but the ports were so big they actually killed power. However, when you're turboing one, a big port with a
0: turbocharger is awesome because you get all of the airflow you might be able to get like 300 horsepower out of it but so that that didn't okay so forgive me so the four engines i know that they're listed in top yep so like the original one is a blue top blue I think. top yeah so, so they, they had a blue was the big port like a different color top then
1: no it's still a blue top if i remember okay. correctly
0: so how do you tell uh it's different intake manifold
1: okay yep slightly different intake manifold okay you'll see the 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 runner where it meets the head is a little bit wider on the big port. Um, huh. Good Lord. Yeah. I'm,
0: I'm glad you know the nuances on this because I know a lot of the nuances on the second and third That's gen. That's because but...
1: I had AW11. I love that car. <laughs> um, I know. am sorry. What's actually uh, – but, yeah, so the 4 AG is, like, a really awesome engine. And the thing is, like, a lot of people, like, they don't understand it. But the engine made 116 horsepower. mm mm-hmm. really good for the 1.6 density. liter made 116 horsepower, and it was designed – in like 19 like 77 i think its first production car i'm I'm gonna have to look it up real quick um was in 1983 but um let's see in 1983 yeah 116 horsepower that's huge is massive because you have to understand the bmw 1600 1.6 did that the dodge saint regis police
0: cars Can we just talk about the name Dodge St. Regis? It's a terrible name. I was going to say it was awesome. But
1: But, it it just dodged a lot of terrible things. (laughs) If you're wondering what the Dodge St. Regis is and do the right thing, the police car they were driving was a Dodge St. Regis. Oh, okay. uh, That had a 318 cubic inch V8. that made 140 horsepower. Oh, yeah. Big honking hairy V8. (laughs) A lazy, wet American V8. That's exactly what it was. Um... Emphasis on the wet. Yeah, exactly, because that did not burn any of the gas. Patreon.com forward slash Carbitrage. There we go. Cool. You now go. it's done. Um, the 4 g had almost the exact same amount of power out of a 1.6 liter engine. That's crazy. Which is precisely not 318 cubic <laughs> 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 Explicitly not. Yeah, is definitely not. Um, now, there's, a little, there's one that we did not get. Uh, in Japan, they had the base model AW10. Mm-hmm. which came with a 3ALU, which is a 1.5 liter. You were telling me about this. Yeah, it's a 1.5 liter downdraft carburetor. <laughs> totally a pedestrian engine. <laughs> However, I think if, that, if you're wondering how that performs, it's about equivalent to a Fiero with an Iron Duke. Oof. Like, yeah, the 2M4 Fiero. But the thing is, That's it, not good. that engine was designed for people that wanted a fine car with like a fuel
0: economy. Okay, so that was It Was it good at fuel economy? Yeah, it was fine. Okay, yeah,
1: like nineteen eighty-three got like forty miles per gallon. That's was pretty good.
0: So like not as good as a Civic, but
1: but at the same time, it's a mid-engine rear-wheel right, drive right. like right. CRX HF. Like that's awesome. Oh like, yeah, that's super it, cool.
0: It's the epitome of carpetrage. It's the slow car, fast. Yeah, that, so. that's that's everything I love. That like, chassis with no power. Oh yeah, yes, that please. that sounds awesome. Yes, like
1: please. let me just let me just retain my speed. Like I feel like every single AW10 died. Because of the snap oversteer, steer, because somebody went 50 miles an hour, reached that, and refused to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, um, possibly. So actually, I should mention that these
0: cars did, the first generation had horrible snap oversteer steer problems. Well, to be fair, they kind of fixed it, kind of didn't, and then they really didn't fix it on the first generation for the <laughs> so second the, This is this was weird about the AW11. Each
1: year, they had different sway bar setups to try and fix this.
0: So they didn't pull a Honda and just do one change and fix it no <laughs> okay, so
1: what they did eighty eighty four they had front and rear sway bars eighty five just front? Oh, yeah eighty eighty five they had just front with a really small rear okay eighty six they got rid of the rear eighty seven they brought the rear back and then 88, I think they did a different sized front. And then 89, it was like totally different again. So every year it was made. It had a totally different. They did setup. an AW11 and 89? I think they did, yeah. Because hmm. I think it was. I thought the. Yeah, it was 89. Okay. Yep, that was the last year of the supercharged. Okay, I didn't know the supercharger was two years. Yep, they did. Mm. Yep. Uh, cool. But. So, what's actually really cool about this, the 84s we ever, actually, I don't think we ever got those. I think it was, I think eight, it was 85. 85 to, was the first yeah. year. Because, to be fair, it was like three months at 84.
0: I think we got them 85 to 88.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, they they, have, they have around for a few months, and that's when they're just trying to work everything out. With yeah. mention.
3: Yeah.
0: Um,
1: our cool thing, the 85 is, like, my favorite.
0: Is that because you had one?
1: Yes. But, no, <laughs> actually, the the reason I like it more, <laughs> it was the only one where it didn't have a high mount brake light on the spoiler. Oh,
0: you mentioned that in the Mythbusters crushing Yeah. Thing.
1: It, it's really cool because that, that
0: non-high mount spoiler looks so much better than any of the other spoilers. Yeah, I've seen that in a lot of other makes from around that time because yeah, that but, was a year before the mandate. Yeah, it was, and it was still
1: foam on it, so okay. it was really cool. It was a really rad spoiler. I, I love, love it. I love spoilers. It's, um,
0: it's unbelievable to me that those actually held up and stood the test of time.
1: They work really well. The foam
0: spoilers are actually really good. Yeah,
1: they're really awesome. In a um, lot of cases,
0: they hold up better than their urethane counterparts.
1: Yeah, the urethane ones always went to hell. Like, they were always terrible. But um, <laughs> So, yeah, 86 and 87, you had a standard light bulb, like an 1157 bulb, high mount brake light in the spoiler. Mm-hmm. Then 88 and 89, you had an LED strip. Huh. Okay. Then another another change that they did in 87 uh, was they switched, they changed around the turn signal stocks because the turn signal stocks would actually break on the 85s and 86s. Okay. So when they did the mid-model update for the interior, I think it was 87, um, they went to a much beefier turn signal stock. I like the early ones a lot more. Hmm. If you look at them, um, the early ones look a lot like something from like the early 80s or late 70s, which is like a simple plastic stock and the later model wants this big bulbous sort of like Chrysler looking. Right. I don't like that at all. Did
0: they add functions to it or just make it bulbous?
1: Bulbous. So it actually not break. It was a very clever thing that they did that it would continue to function for years and years. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. But the, um, one of the really cool things that they also did um, with the 87, 88 on the interior is you could either get up stereophonic or a quadraphonic radio. Okay. So stereophonic is just in the doors. Quadraphonic to put a little tweeters behind you. Which um, one had
0: the speakers in the headrest, or was that not? That offered?
1: was not offered in that one. I think okay. that was offered in the Miata, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, in the Fiero. Yeah, Derp. the Fiero. Yeah. Oops. Um, but yeah, so the AW11 had a lot of really cool stuff going on with it with interior, and it's like little things that like you didn't think that they would have done. Um, and then another really awesome rad thing. They have that little visor that goes over the back window where it says Toyota on it. I don't, I'm don't. i not aware of this. Yeah, so on, over the back window on the AW11s, uh, they had a little plastic visor for aerodynamics. At the top or the bottom? Th- at the top. Okay. And it said Toyota on it. And when it shined down in the light, it would say Toyota in giant letters on the back window when the sun hit it at the right angle. It's like in the afternoon sun. It was designed so it's like about like 3 to 5 o'clock. So like when you're coming home from work... The entire back window will be will have this huge Toyota shadow across it, and like fill almost the entire window. It was really cool. Uh, just the weirdest little design thing, but it looked really really cool. I mean, okay. It, I think that I think stuff like that. Those are things that they don't do on uh, modern cars. Um, also, the side vent when they went to the mm-hmm. supercharged ones, yep. that went from being this like big, like just hefty zinc piece to actually being made of aluminum, which is like. Way and it,
0: it protruded more on the supercharger one though didn't it? It didn't protrude it was a different design
1: so instead of going being split horizontally, I think mm-hmm. it was split horizontally from that if I don't if I remember correctly and I is just there just
0: one side scoop on those There's just two? one
1: okay yeah the other side had that fuel tank um instead of being split they switch out was split mm-hmm. so okay yeah, because I think it was split horizontally they had two separate vents and they, instead they just did one big one
0: yeah, it's been so long since I've seen. An AW11 in person, I just don't even know.
1: Now, we should get to the big difference with them, which is the supercharged one. Which, which I believe was called the supercharger. Yeah, supercharged, yep. Um, but it had a electric supercharger on it that would, it was a actual belt-driven supercharger, but it would electrically decouple the pulley from the rest of the supercharger. Mm-hmm. So, you could still get really awesome
0: fuel economy. Yep, and it would just bypass the blower. Yep,
1: it just bypassed the blower. I it's think like that, an
0: air conditioning clutch that they just put on a supercharger.
1: Exactly, yeah. And that's actually really cool because then you still get the the cool, you know, the supercharger and you still have the good fuel economy. Yeah. Um, and then, my fi- of my MR2 that I had, you could either get T tops, a hard top, or a giant sunroof.
0: <laughs> and I think that. What's the most desirable?
1: Well, T tops. But um, okay. I actually kind of. Like my giant sunroof, they had, because I found out like right as
0: I was about sunroof car are usually more rigid and they don't
1: leak. Well, as I was about to get rid of my AW11, because uh, I did not want it to rust out. Which was out. a poor decision. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I, I needed to. That car was. It, it ended up costing the next person lots and lots of money. Fine. Uh, however, yeah, getting rid of it was a bad decision because even with that lots and lots of money, it's now worth more than it would have cost because it needed like $3,000 worth of repairs and, and it has so. gone up $4,000 in value. So he still writes it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if he still has it. Yeah, you know, he still does. I, I talked to him uh, a couple of years ago. But uh, the sunroof of course. is literally the entire roof. It's almost a target top. Hmm. Like, does it, is
0: it just remove or does it just pop up? It pops up and then you can
1: press the two side buttons in and totally remove it out, like, okay. outright. sure. Um, hmm. But, yeah, you can totally 100% remove it. I think that's really, really cool. That is cool. So, yeah. that's pretty rad. Especially
0: with so little mechanism.
1: Yeah, it's entirely manual, so it's, like, really light, too. And then when you put it, it's actually, what's funny, the car handles better with the sunroof off. And then in the trunk? Because you put it in the front. Yeah. And it now acts <laughs> as a sway bar. Because <laughs> <laughs> the way it mounts in, it mounts in right in between I would have the, loved
0: if Toyota to put a different size uh, sway bar on the sunroof cars.
1: That would have been really funny, a smaller one. <laughs> but, uh, no, it had a... Um... It would fit right in between the, the two strut towers, and mm-hmm. the sunroof had a me- like a steel rim around it, mm-hmm. so it would act as a sway bar. You would have noticeable handling changes. It would actually handle a little bit better. be so
0: ridiculous. It would
1: have a little bit less snap over steer with the sunroof <laughs> like, off. It was really funny. So I
3: think,
1: it was a, I think it was a combination of the front wheels being better aligned, and then having more body twist in the center and not at the rear. Hmm. Why did everything
0: get quiet? I don't know. I heard... Was, was that dryer. Dryer Oh, it was a dryer. <laughs> Somebody's running in the
2: dryer? Apparently. Yes.
0: I'm not even going to ask. Please make sure you leave your blanket oh. on. I oh. thought I heard something and smelled something, but okay. Anyway. Yeah, let's talk uh, SW20, SW21 then. One second. Yeah, one last thing. Oh, okay. Curb Oh, God. Light. Super <laughs> light.
1: <laughs> the big, hawk, and heavy pig mm. of the AW11 was 2,493 pounds. For an automatic <laughs> supercharger, <laughs> a uh, 85 <clears throat> uh in a uh, AW10 with mm-hmm. uh, the carbureted one is uh, 2282. Oh my god! Just featherlight. My friend Jens, the guy who's a German bodybuilder yep. yep. turned cop, picked up the front of mine with like out any strain whatsoever. So, well, oh, of course that's yes. not where the engine is. But right, right. But I mean, for a power lifter to just be able to pick it up like a deadlift, and well, not like that's damage cool. the car too. Yeah. Jeez. So it was pretty cool. Um, well, he put it down lightly. Oh it was well, thank goodness. Def- yes, glad. he did. Uh, and, of course, it got it got car of the year in Japan. But I can keep going on and on and on about all the sh- cool stuff about it. But I'm going to let you uh, talk about the SW20.
0: Well, I'm actually going to start with the SW21. But the difference between the SW20 and the 21 is just the engine configuration. The 21 was the 2.2 liter 5SFE Camry engine. Okay. Which made 134 horsepower. And the SW20 was the 3SGTE Celica All Track 2 liter turbo.
1: We should also talk about how the 5 FE is like totally like the most bulletproof thing.
0: Pretty much. That engine ran from 1991 mm-hmm. in all platforms until 2002 when it was replaced by the 2AZFE 2.4.
1: I think it's really cool that they, when they switched from the 4A to the uh, the. a series engines, yeah, they kept like the most reliable thing because like the four A's were famous at 300,000 miles during engine rebuilds. Yeah, that the bearings would still be within factory spec. Yep, like that's so cool. Well,
0: I mean, it's yeah, the the four is actually more similar to the 3s because it's a Yamaha mm-hmm. co-designed engine, just forced induction. And if you leave a 3s GTE or in Europe if you have a 3s GE was The two liter NA, yes, over there, yeah. he, which was actually more powerful than our 2.2. Still really reliable, yeah. Um, but if you leave them at stock power, they're just as good. I mean, maintain them, leave them at stock power, they'll last and they can an make eternity, power. they right. can make power
1: because that's what Toyota <clears throat> used in the Mark IV Supra uh, race cars,
0: right? Yeah, so the 3S GTE, I mean, they, they were rated at 200 horsepower with their twin entry CT26 turbo, the twin uh, entry, <clears throat> twin entry, twin scroll.
1: Oh, it's a twin scroll, okay, yeah.
0: Well. Yeah, it was a twin scroll back in the day. It wasn't a very high-end or modern twin scroll, obviously, but it was 1991. So, yeah. so they really weren't very laggy. And yeah, the actual engines on these, they're, they're BMW strong. I mean, they take 400 horsepower in stock configuration mean pretty easily. BMWs are totally strong. No. BMW's been doing strong
1: engines longer. Hmm. you know they both lost world wars and japan was better because japan actually
0: had to get nuked
1: to lose world war ii so anyway the sw20 (laughs) and sw21
0: were both offered with four speed auto and five speed manual transmissions i'm not going to go over the the numbers because it just doesn't matter they were different boxes between the two different final drives offered with t-tops sunroof and targa uh although not initially with the targa that happened in the 1994 facelift the t-tops are more desirable however i had a sunroof car and I preferred the sunroof. Um, it was a removable panel in my car as well, but it wasn't the full roof. You could tip it up and take it out, and it stored behind the seats instead of in the front trunk. But Here. it was a relatively small panel, and I think that's just because they did store it behind the seats. Um, these were a fair bit heavier. These went from 2,400 to 2,800 pounds. Um, but again, more power. All of them, they never really fixed this, have snap-over steer. I don't think it was quite as pronounced as an early AW11, but if you got in it and let off in a corner, you will be, you know, the ass is going to be going forward pretty soon.
1: How often did you spin out your MR2s? Never. I only did mine once, actually.
0: Scott spun out my Spider at Brainerd once. Okay. I left off over steer, but that was one time and he didn't die, so that was good. Um, Yeah, SW20s. In the U.S., we had standard air brake steering wheel, optional power steering, optional anti-lock brakes. There's really not that much else that was updated from AW11 to SW2021, except for obviously styling and adding a bit of weight. But a lot of that was crash safety and just, it's a much bigger car. I I
1: think it's important to state that the SW2021,
0: those were the heaviest MR2s ever. They were, and they're not heavy. No. They're 24 to 2700 pounds. (laughs) And modern, like, let me give you a reference. A BRZ is 3,100 pounds. Yeah.
1: And a EF Civic is about two thousand, so it's yeah. And yeah. a Fiat
0: five hundred, like gas base model, pop is twenty three fifty. Yeah, so it's so it's about the same nothing. as a base second mr MR two. They're not heavy cars. People are always like, oh, it's so porky. Nope. So yeah, th- yeah. There are lots of really good engines. Really, all the combinations were good. Don't buy an auto, obviously, but I I miss mine even though I had the crappiest naturally aspirated sunroof it was a five speed but 91 mr2 i think it was sweet i had it when i was 14.
1: yeah they're very cool cars i've my thing with the SW 20s and 21s are every time i've bought one or wanted to buy one i've been i could just get aw11 and it's like the AW11 my car. matter of preference. But, yeah, entirely. Uh, it it sure. makes sense, like, knowing your taste versus mine. I would take a supercharger
0: mine. over, like, a NA second gen. Yeah. In the same condition. Absolutely every day of the week. I think NA to NA,
1: I would take the AW11. I wouldn't. Well, my reasoning for that is that with the AW11, it's more of like a visceral, like, just car-car experience. It doesn't have... Power steering or anything. Well, neither does the second gen. Oh, it doesn't? Okay. Well, not
0: standard. You could option it, Uh but most did not. But I I just, I I like the AW11s a little bit more. I just don't like the AW11 interior.
3: Mm.
1: There are parts that I I absolutely hate the seats on the AW11. I hate the seats and I hate the dash. The dash I like, actually. I really like the dash. I I like the early steering wheels. The late steering wheels give me cancer. Yeah, I don't
0: know if I've seen the late steering wheel, but. The late
1: steering wheels, I get. Your normal three spoke steering wheel, but it's like quasi almost out of the '80s, where it's that awkward kind of era where cars were like that. Where you know when like they were taking '80s cars and they were trying to like, modernize them a little bit, so like mm-hmm. sticking on '90s bits onto it. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. Ah, yeah. No, just,
0: I like the angular ah. three spoke wheel, but
1: yeah, the, the original one was like the AE86, like Mark II Supra, two spoke with a big square horn button.
0: Oh no, I prefer the late steering wheel.
1: Uh, I I would my thing is like the that one is, it flows with the interior better. I think that the late model steering wheel. just I agree match. with you. It, yeah. it
0: flows better with the interior, which I just don't care for.
1: I would rather have something that flows. Like I it, it if I had to take a interior, I'd say the early AW11 mm-hmm. or any of the SW20s because that late AW11 steering wheel just ruins the car and those awful turn signals are just it just are the worst things I can't stand them
0: well there is some redemption at least I mean the points you're making must have rung true with a lot of buyers because when the third gen came along it reverted to AW11 curb weight it reverted to AW11 size yeah and honestly even like the engine configuration pretty much got back to where they were with AW11
1: I actually have a question about racing pedigree okay Oh, with these cars. because I know the AW11 that they made a version that was going to go into Group B.
0: The yeah, the second gen had a huge racing, huge history. racing pedigree. Um, I
1: think that the the third gen that they did at least um, Super Tycoon, uh GT300 Super
0: GT. Yeah. So second gen was Le Mans. Okay. Uh, let's see here.
1: With second gen, the Southeast Asian
0: Supercar Championship. Uh 24 Hours of Le Mans, again. Again. <laughs> yeah. Japanese Grand Touring Championship, NASA yep. for GT. G-G-G-C. That's, okay, that's more of that. Land speed record. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah,
1: they did a lot with that second gen. Like, the second gen really was, like, that was kind of the height of the AW11, or, uh, no, they, uh, sorry, of the MR2 was the second gen.
0: Um. Well, I mean, you could just, you could get a lot of power out of them, so they were really competitive in racing.
1: I, I think they'll, the third gen, I think the only thing that really hurt that car is the fact that they forced it to be a Roadster. They didn't have a hard top. No, I, I really like that. That's well, no, no. I mean, I get that you really like that. But I'm talking about, like, why it didn't sell as well as the other ones. Some of them sold as well, did they? Uh, I don't know. They sold pretty well. Oh, yeah. I mean, pretty well. It's also the... Let's see if they have sales numbers. It's also one where the manual tr- or the automatic transmission was still the like SMT. A- oh Ugh. god, yeah. it was awful.
0: Don't ever do that. Just put a torque converter auto in it if you're gonna do that.
1: Yeah, the uh, the third generation uh, ZZW30 MR2 that had the uh, it was this, like six speed like. It was a five or six. A 2004 five or six sequential. Six yeah. yeah, it was like a sequential. It's like the like, smart transmission uh, yeah, or an SMG.
0: Yeah, it was an SMG. It was not good at all. Um. It literally was the C56 and the C60 manual with an automated clutch and mechatronic on it. So Yeah,
1: it was like an early one, so it wasn't good
0: by any means. Right, and the shift buttons were awkward, and it, it was not good. So no, definitely well never buy an SMT. No, ZZW30, you gotta get the manual. I will oh. say, I mean, I, the ZZW30, that's probably one of the favorite cars I've ever owned, because certainly at the price point, but not even considering that, that's probably the second... Best driving car I've ever driven.
1: You know, I, Toyota of the early two thousands gets a bad rap because they killed the Supra. By then, mm-hmm. they were in the process of killing the MR2, mm-hmm. and the Celica was not real hand drive. in hand. Yeah,
0: but well, also killing that. But
1: I, you know, I really like that last generation of Celica. A lot. I, it looks really good. It drives
0: really good. It and drives okay. For what it is, for a front-wheel drive sports car, it drives really well. Like, But considering the parts interchangeability on a lot of stuff between oh, the, yeah, MR2 the, the MR2 the Celica, way better. I'm just like, what did you do with the Celica?
1: No, the, the Celica, well, the Celica, they were aiming after the Integra. And the only right. issue with the Celica was it was about as good as the Integra, but not quite. Hmm. Like a lot of it's heavier and more
0: luxurious, and you could get the 2ZZ in the Celica.
1: That's true, but I mean, like um, when you like had them like actually like testing, it was right. Yeah, I could see it coming up short. It it came up short barely. Like it it still beat the Integra on a number of tests. So, but it's just the Integra was just a little bit better.
0: I always liked the look of that last generation Celica, certainly. But then when Scion got introduced in 03... Ah! Then they gave us the TC, and then that killed off the Celica. Yeah, just, so we'll see and if we ever get a Celica well. again. I'm sure we will. I think they will. Now yeah, they'll probably call it, the I so. hope they
1: take the uh, SFR uh, concept and turn that to
0: Celica. I hope they take the four-cylinder Supra and stop calling it a Supra and call it a Celica, well, or a Celica Supra.
1: There you go, Celica Supra done. Perfect.
0: Um, All said and done. But yeah, the third gen back to 1.8 liters. First one to not have a Yamaha co-designed engine. This used a version of Toyota's 1ZZ Corolla engine, but it was actually the one shared with the Celica called the FED, which had larger intake valves.
1: So you you couldn't get the 2ZZ ever? Nope.
0: anywhere? You could swap it in pretty easily, but it was never offered with it. The only engine offering was the 1ZZ FED. 1.8 inline-4, 138 horsepower. Good engine. Really all you need. Uh, Sole offering for manual was a 5-speed. In 2004, they gave you a factory-limited slip diff, though, which is pretty nice, and that was also the year that the SMT went from a 5-speed to a 6-speed. 2,200-pound uh, 2, curb weight, uh, really big aftermarket for this thing, too, surprisingly. Probably Massive. not quite as big as a second-gen, but that it's hard to touch second-gen.
1: No, well, I mean, the, the first-gen as well had a huge aftermarket in the day. Well, yeah, so,
0: for the day, I mean, yeah.
1: But, I mean, well, that's the thing is, you know, today, there's, like, nothing. Right. But, I mean, like, comparing you, you it to, like to cars within, that 10, years, with back within in the day. 10 years of it being made, like, mm-hmm. cause I, like, you could actually get a Hyper Rev magazine just for AW11, and you could, I, this is one of the few cars you get a Hyper Rev magazine for every single generation of that car.
3: Mm-hmm. Because,
1: okay. like, the Civic, you can't do that. Like, you really can't. Because, uh, like, you, have, you can get a Hyper Rev for, like, EF, EG, EK, and on. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can't get it for, like, an EA or a CBCC. But <laughs> Thank if, God. If you're wondering what a Hyperrev is, <laughs> uh, Hyperrev is this magazine in Japan where they uh, review and list every single aftermarket part available in the country that for a car. That sounds stressful. It's actually really, really interesting. Like, you, you have, like, it's, basically, it's an encyclopedia of everything you can possibly do with a car. It's super cool.
0: So. I mean, I appreciate that because, like, a lot of times, especially when there's a new aftermarket part coming out, you're like, "Well, I have to be the scapegoat. I gotta find that." Yeah. So. Yeah, it,
1: it hyper Rev's really cool, and uh, yeah, the all the MR2s you could get a hyper rev for that, and I think it's just one of the more I do like that things. name
0: hyper rev. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
1: I really wish I wasn't taken. I would totally call this so uh, the, podcast up. Like the,
0: the only uh, uh, motorsport stuff that the spider did was super GT. <clears throat> and that was with a grafted hard top but boy that's a cool looking car.
1: Yeah, and well actually the uh, when uh, the movie cars came out, mm-hmm. uh, Disney teamed up with Toyota to make a Lightning McQueen MRS. Oh, nice. For, that's pretty uh, cool. that's for the awesome. 2008 season. Even
2: though th- that Lightning McQueen is an American car.
1: Yeah, it but if you uh, <laughs> if it, it, that was their and
0: actual that was in thing. the 2008 season. Yeah, so it that was. was at the end of the Spider
2: that's awesome
0: i have it on my phone here um but yeah the spider that's still such a great car I, I will probably own one again at some point but just the interior quality compared to first and second gen holy crap i think
1: another thing we should actually mention mm-hmm. um by the way for the uh the third gen mm-hmm. the zecar didn't only have a racing pedigree it actually won a lot of stuff too and a lot of people don't give it credit for that because it's a convertible. Because they don't know. Well, yeah, well, yeah. they, they, they write it off
0: because it's a convertible. I'm just blown away that everyone hates convertibles. We should probably do a topic on that and try to figure out, find somebody that hates convertibles and talk to them.
1: Can you look up the Toyota VM180 Zagato? Because apparently there's a Zagato special bodywork for this guy. Yeah, it's the last thing on the Wikipedia page. I, yeah, I just, I'm just i curious what it looks like. Uh, oh, I, you want me to look it up on yeah, this thing? Yeah, yeah, because this computer is a brick. So I, I can't really do that much with
0: it. I can't believe there's no image of it on there.
1: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But, um. Yeah, if you ever played, uh, like, Tokyo Extreme Racer, you would know how awesome the oh, AW11 is. That is looking. not an attractive car. That looks like a Zagato. Well, that's a Zagato design. Oof. Okay. Good lord, that's bad. Yeah, that's not a good looking car. That's really bad. Um. That. That looks like a Mitsuoka.
0: Yes, it does. This is not good looking. Um, when you yeah, when you can't change the a pillar. Oh man, oh, Jesus, that looks bad. Oh look, it's an MRT spider. Oh, it's an SMT. Oh no, how <laughs> awful would you like your car? Oh, let's Oops. make it look horrible and then put in the sequential.
1: Like, how badly do you want it to look? Ooh. Can you just? Can you just ruin your car? Can you have it in silver, too, so I can get to look all the disgusting body lines?
0: That second MR2 I owned, the uh, the shell I bought that was painted matte black but was originally silver, so yeah. I reverted it. I really wish it wasn't silver. The first one was black. I like that. Yeah, that looked yeah. much better. But anyway, I'm not sure what the best color was on these. Well, on the Zagato, no good color exists.
1: I'm going to have to say the red.
0: Yeah. Or the yellow. Red's pretty good. I think they offered like a really nice blue
1: I can tell you what the worst color is. Silver? No, green with a tan top. Oh. that that super common green in the late 90s, early 2000s? I did at
0: least put a red convertible top on my silver car. Yeah, no, yours looks cool. That helped a lot.
1: I think I still see a car driving around from time to time.
0: I was offered it when I owned the Boxster, and I said no, because I had the Boxster. You fool. I know. Uh, I think a Boxster was a poor decision on your part. It was.
1: Yeah, boxers I, are ter I could tell you that boxers are terrible. they they're ugly to sin and they I just suck. I
0: actually liked how it looked. Oh god. I Helen liked the Keller interior too, but uh everything was good except for that engine. And I didn't have the Did IMS you? problem, I had every other problem. Yeah, it's including a- some that just don't happen. So I'm glad the guy who bought it loves it.
1: Good. I'm glad he does too. I guess clearly a masochist.
0: <laughs> Uh, I, I think it's because I repaired everything that was wrong with it. And this is one of those cars where somebody buys it and then just defers maintenance forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And, ever. and then I had to fix everything all at once. So yeah. uh, the spider, yeah, there you go. We've pretty much touched on it. That's that's that thing in a nutshell.
1: I was, I was originally going to do the Camry, but the Camry is just like way too long. I to saw that
0: in the notes, it. but yeah, that is a lot. Of, that's a lot to think about. And yeah. I, I know some things about some Camrys. So. Well,
1: well, the thing is... Uh... The Camry, not only is it a lot, it's a really convoluted history. Because mm-hmm. the Camry came out of the Carina, and the Carina was a cross of the Corona and the Celica, but came before the Celica, so it's like a sports sedan coupe thing, and the Celica became an actual sports car. It's just, uh, I'm trying to make sense of it still. So,
0: <laughs> Well, if it makes you feel any better, it's... I'm fairly on the up and up with these things, and I have no idea what you just said.
1: Yeah, the, the Camry's actual history I is look. this really weird thing because it's not just like a, we're gonna make a midsize sedan, All right? Because the first car to have the Camry name was actually a sports sedan.
0: Was it a Toyota?
1: No, it was a the car that actually had the Camry name was a Toyota. It's called the Celica Camry, so it was a it was supposed to be a four door version of a Celica based off a Karina platform. It's just super weird. So. Um, it's very odd. I'm, well, I'm,
0: whatever that did, it evolved into, like, one of the best-selling sedans of all time. Yeah, so.
1: so, anyway, trying to get that figured out, we were originally
0: going to do that,
1: <laughs> and I'm just, like, I ran out I of time I just wanted to week. talk
0: about the 1MZ FE. Yeah. Sorry, the th- 1VZ FE. 1VZ FE, the, the 2.5? The 2VZ, yeah. The 2.5 liter. Yeah, we
1: will. Don't worry. Okay, good. And we're also The
0: 1VZ get- is a 3-liter single overhead cam and the forerunner, and the 1MZ is the aluminum that started in 94, so, whoops.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, what... How how cool can a car be where you can get a manual V6
0: wagon five speed? Yeah,
1: it's the coolest thing in the world. That two so, five
0: is so cool.
1: The the V20 Camry is really cool. The V20
0: Camry with the two VZFE and the five speed is like in a wagon. the epitome. Yeah, in, the, in a It has to be a wagon. Too. It has to be a wagon because um, actually
1: the wagon rear end
0: on those cars looks like especially good looking. Anyway, we're
1: not talking about not the, the Camry. Camry. We'll, we'll we're, get we're we'll get to this to level that. of autism later. Uh, let's uh, talk about your next topic here.
0: Okay. So, this one I didn't pull from the internet. I just typed it because it's it's just one of these things. So, we've heard forever about buying a first year, like, of any particular new make and model is a bad idea. Like, why?
1: Well, for a while, i might use, actually, let's talk about the AW11. There's a lot of stuff from the 84, 85, first year, um, AW11, Mm -hmm. that does not transfer over to other cars. They had a lot of weird stuff on it. They had the smaller clutch in it. They had a bunch of different weird things. On.
0: Right, but does that make it not worth buying? I
1: would say not worth buying, but a void. Okay. There's a difference between a void and, like,
0: run for the hills. Okay, so how so, do you quantify that difference? Well, the difference is, like, a, a void would be, like, you should... Give me examples of cars that are, like, a void and which ones are run for the hills for, like, a first year, for problems.
1: Um, the, uh, Mark five Volkswagen Jetta with the two five. Okay. Avoid it. It's the not first a r- year. First year. Cause okay. the, the 2005 and six first year, really. Yeah. Uh, half 2005. Sure. Um, they were the only 2.5 liters with timing chain issues. Hmm. And then the timing chains on the backside. So it's like a VR six. So it's like yeah. a huge pain in the ass to do it. Hmm. But after 2006, they were all solid. Like, okay. they're all like way better built. Like, they okay. had like, a totally different updated design <laughs> for the timing chain guides. <laughs> of course. Um, and then they were bulletproof. Yeah, so I know the 2.5s are really solid. As I did
0: a, not know that the early ones had problems.
1: Yeah. As opposed to avoid at all costs anything with a 2.0 T. Oh,
0: yeah. That's, not totally but that's like a totally That's bo- not just a first year thing. That's what I'm saying. Oh, like, yeah. But I mean, like, well, I guess. Um, we've covered at great length that you should not buy any corporate two liter turbo.
1: No. But that that's just a really good example of a, right. a void. I can't think of anything that's like a absolutely just run for the hills. I mean, maybe an Edsel. Like,
0: <laughs> just the first year?
1: I mean, well, especially the first year. Uh, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure British Leland probably had, a, or just British cars in general, had a lot to do with this but again, becoming that's, a thing.
0: That's a tough thing because we're specifically talking first year yeah. where they improved and got viable after that. Because there's a lot of cars that were just introduced and were just shit piles the entire time. And I guess, I, a couple uh, examples I've got were like the first year of Mercedes M156, so the 63 AMG engine. Mm-hmm. They had defective head bolts. So the yeah, tops of the from, head yeah. bolts would just fail once in a while and it would mix coolant and oil and you'd never know and you'd smoke your engine. So don't ever buy an 08 unless you've got a receipt or you're planning to do it. Yeah. And that's one of those things where it's kind of run for the hills.
1: Um, I think another example, I, totally, I just totally blanked to my example. Oh, um it's not the first year, but it's the first two years, okay? That uh, counts. Fox body Mustangs. Interesting. Totally gutted by emissions. Oh, for 78, 79. <laughs> 80, they revised the catalytic converters. Mm-hmm. You actually gained like 10 horsepower, like 10-15 horsepower, which I like when you got love the two-way catalytic converter. You get it's, you know, when you're dealing with 120 horsepower, 20 horsepower is a big deal. That's a huge deal. But it's like the, so, yeah, the 78 79s were really particularly gutless. And then 80 through 83 were quite gutless. And then 84 through 86 carburetors still okay. Well, the one to get is the arrow front. And then you have the terrible arrow fronts and the fuel <laughs> injection after 86. <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah, the, the, really the correct answer is only by the 86 Mustang. Get the Aerofront. That's uh, the only, Aero that's Aero on- literally the only Mustang worth buying. Yeah. The, the Aerofront's really, really um, good. You're going to want
0: to go for the later fuel injected I, cars. You know, I guess I'm just, I'm trying to think like where this would have possibly come from. Well, that's, that's the thing. I, I honestly think it was back when cars were like paradigm shift changing every year or every two years. Yeah. And, like, the first one of those was maybe a brand-new all-aluminum engine with no steel liners in the you know 50s what? or something.
1: No, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to have to get pre-war on it. Hit it. Okay, thank you. Um, I think it probably would have come from the Model T. Okay. Because the Model T was the first car they ever did a mass production on. Mm-hmm. And there's, I guarantee you there were production errors galore that first year. Yeah. But it's kind of the thing is like where it comes from is there are things that you cannot test for that have to come from think real that's world fair, existence
0: though, because there weren't car years then it was literally just when was the car made December 31st 1919
1: okay it's a 1919 Well that that's yeah sure but I mean the first year or so of production date okay um, I, I, it's not model year. It's production date that matters. Because there's, right. there's things that will come up during production that you find out, like the head bolts on those the Mercedes. Uh, on
0: Mercedes AMGs. And there's there's a lot of stuff like that, too. Uh, even the, like when Mercedes introduced their 3.5 liter V6 and 05, mm-hmm. the first year and a half, they had kind of faulty timing chain cam gears on the front of the balance shaft. Just have another one. Okay, go for it. Uh,
1: The 88-89 Honda Civics and CRXs, clutch cables, and pedal assemblies. Hmm. They break. Oh. The pedal assembly. Ah. The reason is, on the left-hand drive models, the ones in America, Uh Honda engineers did not account for 30 years of a slight tug to the left. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. But you have to think about this. If you have something going like that with just a little bit of force Mm -hmm. for 30 years... yep. It's going to fatigue the metal down there. Yep. So it's I'd going to probably break it. just pre-war build <laughs> the MacBook with your,
0: with your knuckles.
1: But what, what it would do is you had a slight tug to the left on the uh, pedal assemblies on early Civics, and they never accounted for that. So after 30-odd years, 200,000 miles of pushing that clutch all the time,
3: mm-hmm. if it
1: wasn't perfectly lubricated at all times, which I guarantee you it won't be um, – it will break the pedal assembly at some point. You'll first hear like a little bit of a... Like, kind of squeaking, or creaking noise. Yeah. And eventually, as Jana found out several times in the CRX, the pedal will just break. Oh, yeah. And Yay. smack you in the, in the ankle.
0: Ow. Yeah.
1: And, and then
2: trap you in a Whole Foods parking lot.
1: And you're usually in neutral when this happens. Ow. Or you're stuck in like the wrong gear.
2: People ask me why I'm afraid to drive manual transmissions.
1: It's the CRX. It's, it's not cool. that she's afraid. It's just that now she has a phobia of it breaking. <clears throat> ah.
2: I just get intense anxiety. She drives it when m- I'm driving manual, so I stall a lot, and then that gives me more anxiety because I stall in the middle of uptown on a hill. And it breaks. Oh. But
1: like she yeah. can drive the she can drive a Mazda fine. It's just like she's ha- she has these horrible memories of the CRX. It's That's like it's understandable.
2: Like, but it's like the uh, vet, uh, Vietnam vets. Yeah. All oh, the PTSD. Yeah. Thing. PTSD.
0: But it's like um, I love how you just equated your manual CRX so thing So what what they Vietnam. what
1: they did in the CRX? <laughs> it's uh,
2: not, that's obviously like what what they did in <laughs> the know, Civic CRX. What they did
1: in the Civic CRX in ninety though, instead of it being two tack welds that held the pedal into the assembly. Yeah. They just did one single all the way around weld, and then it fixed it.
0: Okay, so well, if it fixed it, sure. Okay. But that, that's a good example, though. That's, something that they're like, "Oh, whoops."
1: Yeah, it's a really weird thing, and they it was just somebody thought of that, and then it turned out years and years later to actually be a real thing. Hmm. Like they had it's no. Impressive, cause they actually. got
0: ahead of that by like twenty nine years.
1: That's the, that's how like Honda from that era, because it's like Soichiro Honda was an engineer, and so he's like the engineers led Honda like until the early two thousands. Hmm. Like it was engineers had
0: top final say on everything so i thought it was kind of cool can you think of something that was better the first year than it was at subsequent years yes um
1: jaguar is it the jaguar e-type that's a really pretty one yeah yeah that one okay they had the hood latches uh the hood latches on the outside those of were the car.
0: straps yeah leather straps those looked really year. good
1: okay. that looked really cool <laughs> Series um one. uh yes uh anything that came out anything that was debuted in 1972 Right before emissions, oh, I would say literally any car doesn't matter what it is. I guarantee. I you would, I would I would go
0: one beyond that and say everything, seventy three, as well. Well, okay. that's well, the I guess, year yeah. before bumpers. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Yeah, so, yeah, there's seventy three. So yeah, I, I was. Well, that emissions
0: mixed up, yeah. and the bumpers I think might have been two separate years. Yeah, I think emissions were seventy three and bumpers were seventy four. I know the bumpers were seventy four. Emissions were seventy two or seventy three. I don't know. But think. anyway, like yeah, that, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think. Um, well,
1: I mean, the, by uh, default, the Hakoska C110 generation Skyline, because that debuted in 1972, 1973, they killed off the GTR, the only one you wanted, in '74 they ruined the
0: front end, so there's that. Uh, the BMW E38 7 Series, 1995 was its first year. And that year, that only year, it had a 4-liter double-chain V8 with the same horsepower as the later single-chain 4.4 V8, and it had the bigger 5 HP 30 automatic, which is indestructible. Way better. And the 5 HP 24 that came after it needs very, very judicious fluid changes, otherwise it fails.
1: Um, I'll say FSI versus TSI 2 OTs.
0: Yeah, FSI's are better. Yeah. They are. As long as you change cam followers and delete the balance shaft, you're fine. Yeah, that's that really helps a lot. They're really strong, too.
1: All right, so speaking of such... Yep. Uh, ...deferring maintenance. Yeah. Uh, we had a listener...
3: Oh, God, what are sent you reaching me,
1: for? I'm getting this list that a listener sent me. It is a copy of, an, of a
0: repair order for a car. Okay, what is it?
1: It's a 2000 volt second Passat with a oh. 2.8 liter V6... Manual, this person did not do any prior maintenance, I think. Okay. Because it's got about 63,000 miles on it.
0: Wait. Oh. Okay, wait. I heard this right. 2,000 Passat? Yeah,
1: 63,000 miles on it. So It's a very, very...
0: Is it 1.8 so, T? No, 2.8 V6. a five valve. Five
1: valve, it's yeah. It's a good engine. It's a great engine, yeah. Um, is that an auto or manual? It is a manual. Oh. It's super desirable. So buy that thing. No. Oh. This person did zero maintenance. They did oil changes. Oh. I think they probably inherited it and they're like, This is an old car and they yeah. just like didn't
0: do anything. I bet it did like five hundred miles a year for ten yeah. years. And, and then, then then it got given to somebody and, and then they just driven a bunch it. with and, no maintenance.
1: And they said, quote, I'm gonna drive it into the ground. Like, yeah, you you are, and you're gonna get fucking hosed,
0: and I hate you. Um but I mean I'm not like that Passat's kind of whatever, but like, that's, a, that's, a, that's the best configuration. I, it,
1: it's my issue is more with the mentality of I'm going to drive into the ground. It is yeah. just a sign of pure er- of well, have arrogance. Have you seen um,
0: Tucker's post today on his truck? Yeah,
1: it's totally shot.
0: Well, like, the head gasket's leaking on the outside. I think I'm just going to get rid of it instead of throwing a head gasket at it. I'm like, dude, what? head gasket's going to cost like a nickel for that thing. Just do a head gasket. You love that stupid truck. Is like, because of the frame rust. I'm like, because of the thing you knew about the entire time it have been progressively having patched?
1: Yeah, like, just
0: deal okay. with it. Okay. Um,
1: But anyway, so People make, I'm going to give you shit. my technician's notes on this car. Again, this person has only done oil changes with conventional oil, not synthetic. My technician's can I, notes.
2: Can I mention driving things into the ground for a second? Yeah. I drove in a cord that should have been immediately scrapped for two years.
0: Yeah, that transmission sure has a might of its own.
2: Oh, it, it did. Like, I mean, I had third and reverse and well, sometimes third, sometimes reverse mostly first and second.
1: No, you didn't have first, you had second though.
2: Oh Yeah, so like
0: You, had, you, had, you occasionally had fourth too, right? It had at least two neutrals. Yeah. It. It okay, was, so least... a variable 4L60. Yeah, a variable 4L60. Yeah, all 60, and
2: yeah. I mean <laughs> there was so much rust we couldn't do oil changes on it. And like...
1: I literally could not get that in the air. I had
2: yeah. to replace the battery terminals. I had so many issues with uh, this car, but I still, you know, I kept it alive for two years. So these simple issues people are having and they go, oh, I'm just going to get rid of my car. I look at them like they're crazy because it's like,
1: you that's you, fine. You, you can You went through fix it. back to keep that car running. Like, yeah. I
2: was like, it's you can... There's, you don't need to give up on cars If, if like
1: you're that. driving a car into the ground, you just have no business owning a vehicle. Like You should be able to keep that thing alive forever. Like If Jana's able to keep a car that should have been lying dead alive with 300,000 well, miles Well, you just on have it. to get used to what it wants and what it needs yeah. and then drive it accordingly. So this car, uh, what they did is they've just deferred maintenance. And they probably deferred probably about maybe... Two thousand dollars worth of maintenance, and now it's turned into like an eight thousand dollar problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna list off my technician notes here. No, no, er, no oil on dipstick. Four quarts low. So this technician is uh, was doing an oil change
0: originally, and that's all I came in for. So I was uh, going in for an oil change. I said four oil
1: change. Low. Oil change. The window was stuck down, and it has a little bit of an oily smell. That was there. Okay. That's what they asked for. Well, that's probably accurate. Yeah. So, no, no oil on dipstick, four quarts low. Um, last oil change was with conventional oil, requires synthetic and overdue. Power steering pressure hose uh, was seeping and all over the place. Uh, fluid was filthy. Um, serpentine belt was worn, tension needed replacement. Engine needs degrease because of several oil leaks shocking um timing belt was cracked do not start until belt is replaced so, the <laughs> so you're pushing rides. it out of the shop yeah we're pushing that we, we
0: the yeah. listeners shop will be pushing it out of the, the listeners yeah. shop
1: yeah that that, that would be getting pushed out i think um uh I, it's yeah that can be good um
0: <laughs> valve cover
1: gaskets tension seals cam plugs very common but it's a piece of maintenance that requires the cams coming out uh Small exhaust leaks except both flex pipes. Uh, wiper blades are flying apart. Heater control bulbs are all burnt out. I, every bulb inside the car is
0: burnt out. Ten-year-old, I like full brightness.
1: Yeah. Uh, ten-year-old tires are cold cracked with separating tread, just like Paul Walker. Um, <laughs> brake hoses are cracked, again, just is like Paul Walker. Uh, brake rotors are rusted excessively. Nah. Five to six millimeters on pad, left on pads. Brakes still grinding.
0: So yeah, because that's a lot of pad material to have grinding brakes.
1: Yeah, that that's it.
0: <laughs> but um,
1: yeah, it needed it apparently needed uh axle boot and engine mounts and everything. The engine mounts apparently wore out because of the excessive oil leaks. They were perfectly
0: fine until sure. the rubber was oil saturated. Yep, I could see that. Um, probably just swelling and blowing up.
1: But yeah, this this uh, listener did note that we should probably. Uh, just remind people do your maintenance on your car. If Sounds like not... that
0: thing really only needs a timing belt and an oil change, though the rest of it's just no, kind of because
1: some of those things, are like the timing
0: belt and the oil change, will be what it absolutely
1: requires. Right. I think. Yeah. Usually... But like, is
0: it really worth doing another four thousand dollars in maintenance to keep a two point eight Passat five speed on the road?
1: Well, the brake hoses you really need to
0: do if they're swelling. Yeah, I imagine if they're cracked.
1: Eh. I know these brake hoses, and when they crack, it's like the it's like cr- the cracking on timing belts. It's okay, like fine. the same kind of rubber, where it's like it has no give. Hmm. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with these. So these are shearing teeth off of timing belts at 60,000 miles. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. Uh, that's yeah, ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that same it's rubber. It's not as is, bad as a three liter, but... No, oh. it's,
1: it's, a, it's the same rubber
0: that's used on those brake hoses. So The Wednesday, BMW brake hoses just swell shut, and then you'll get brakes that engage and then won't disengage.
1: That sounds great. That's always, it, that's designed to brake correctly. Um, Pretty much.
0: It's a, it, a fail-secure system.
1: I think the window being stuck down is another issue uh, where the
0: regulator just oh, flew apart. I didn't so. actually
1: catch that. Uh, I... My, I so you the window is down? The window regulators on those fail. The cables oh. sna- uh Is it as snap? bad
0: as the... Uh... Oh Shoot. What has horrible regulators?
1: Most full-second products?
0: Well, yeah. I guess that's true.
1: Yeah. But no, it, it's... Uh, you can get them where... If you get really lucky, they'll snap on the way back up. And they'll go all the way down. They'll fall three feet and shatter. Oh. Even better. <laughs> that's something I've seen before.
0: Who made those timing belts?
1: The time Volkswagen well, like Auto Group, I guess. No,
0: but who was their OEM? It had a bit Contatech or no? I think it was. Deco? Um, I think it was actually Fabby Bilstein. Oh jeez. Yeah. Also, Cora is playing with a lighter. What's that? That's gonna go well.
1: But um, yeah, no. This uh, this 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 uh, reader just wanted us to mention that because uh, you know I've seen it too with my shop where a lot of people it just. Don't do their maintenance, they don't feel they need to, and they'll just repair it as it comes, and they get whacked with like eight grand of absolutely needs to happen tomorrow repairs.
0: Well, to the listener's defense, it sounds like 75% of that list is not as urgent on a vehicle that is not going to be restored to perfect.
1: Well, yes, but still, these are
0: things that are required for the car to be things that could have been avoided.
1: Yeah, these are all things that have happened due to maintenance. So, yeah, but I mean, it's still. I mean that timing belt's a huge job. That's probably about twelve hundred bucks. I oh, know I that so. the tires are going to be about six hundred, and then that uh, window regulator is four hundred. So that's already two grand plus tax. That they're gonna they have to put twenty two hundred dollars in to make it happen. Are they gonna
0: do that though?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the customer. uh yeah.
0: I well, mean, hopefully I can, they keep a surprise to see I, if they I actually.
1: I I'll reach out to the uh, listener probably next week. See if he has any updates on it, if he didn't respond. <laughs> See if the car got pushed
0: out into the scrap heap. So they picked it up and started driving it as is with an oil change. You
1: know, in my shop, I've had a couple of people I'll just pick up their cars after I show them their timing chains being removed off the cam without loosing anything. And then they just insist on driving it home. And then they call me 20 minutes later and say, my car made a weird noise. Yeah, bad
0: did. Now it didn't run anymore. It yeah.
1: Just... Uh, yeah, that's what I told you. You need to spend $3,000. You want to go to work, now you have to spend $8,000.
0: <laughs> TSI probs. Exactly. That is our hashtag. Pound TSI problems.
1: Yes. Anyway, so there's well, that. Do I, your maintenance.
0: And that kind of morbid note, I hope you guys enjoyed some of those 4L60 memes I was throwing up on the screen Thank as that was happening. Um, How many neutrals do they have? But anyway, yes. as you guys know, I am shopping for a Fiat 124 Spider, and I have found one in Hollywood. Uh, that's a 2017, and it somehow has 78,698 miles this on it.
1: masochist has a black-on-black car in SoCal. What is wrong with them?
0: I think it's actually gray. Whatever,
1: you know what I mean. Dark color but on yes. dark color.
0: Yeah. So anyway, I really was looking for a one of the two top trim levels. So a Lusso, which is the more grown-up leathery interior yeah. one. Or in a barth, which has the LSD and the loud, shouty exhaust on it. The Classica is the base trim. That's what this one is. And I kind of set myself limits. So if I could find a Classica under 15, I'm like, okay, I'll probably go that route. If I can find a Barth under 19, I'll probably go that route. Scott That's sent me 13. this one. It's 13000 it. And I'm pretty sure I can get it for 10 No, I think they probably paid 10 at auction. So I'm hoping. Considering it's out of warranty, and this is the only one currently for sale out of warranty, because it's a 2017, that I can get it for maybe 11.5 or 12.
1: Nah, yeah, I'd say go for 11.5. So
0: I'm gonna start at them with 11.5. Uh, they just bought it at auction, so I know they paid very little for it. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping to end up with this car so I can lower it, put big wheels on it, go beat the crap out of it on the track. So when
1: you haggle, are you just go there in person? No, and then it's start in
0: Hollywood. What I do is I ask a bunch of details about the car, figure out what's not perfect with it, and then ream them on that, and then they usually accept my offer eventually. That's fair. Okay. But if they don't play ball, I'll just wait for an Abarth and pay more.
1: There, and I, I think the Abarth idea is a perfectly okay thing,
0: but this would be a great car too. But I can add heated seats to this, which is a big deal if the Abarth Huge. has stock, and I can add an LSD to it for 1000 which is the only other thing. Same engine, same transmission as the Abarth. Probably cheaper insurance too. I don't know. It's expensive either way. Interestingly mm-hmm. enough, I don't know if I told you this, but I got an insurance quote on the Tesla P90D Ludicrous, which I plan to get in the fall. And holy hell, those are expensive to insure. Oh, yeah? Like, how much? Mr. Wags, I think, is like 225 per six months. The FJ is about 370 per six months. The Fiat 680 per six months, which is okay. hella expensive. The Tesla is $987 per six months. Jesus. Yeah.
1: So my van, I just want you to know, for like... The most over insurance I could ever possibly get is like, hundred and twenty four for six months. You must
0: have a better record than I do.
1: Oh, it's flawless. Yeah, I've yeah. never been street racing in my life. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> <laughs> never,
1: ever, never been to Mexico.
0: That would be illegal. Mexico, I'm, Minnesota. That bombshell.
1: We should talk about things we learned today that we're happy about. Not just today, but we have learned in the past. Uh, Jana, you're still here. Oh, you haven't yeah. said anything. I am.
2: <laughs> I am here. I don't really have... i got to start
0: adding this to the notes so I remember. So yeah. you remember? <laughs> um,
2: I don't know. Should I just give a random word? Entomology? Since that's yeah, right tell there. us where
1: avocado came from. <clears throat> Etymology?
2: Oh, God. Yeah, I keep on confusing entomology, which is the study of bugs, with entomology, which is the study of... Etymology? ...where words come Ent from.
1: Ent versus et?
2: E-N... B Bef- yeah. versus E-T.
1: Oh, entomology versus etymology.
2: Yes, that's what I said. Oh. Um. So let's do glitch. Uh, that's the word in front of me. Glitch is possibly Yiddish. They don't know, <laughs> but it sounds Yiddish, so I assume it is. That does sound Yiddish, yeah. But it's basically the word mean Son of a Yiddish. Yeah. So... That's my fact for today, because I was Yiddish. not prepared with animal facts. I'm sorry. Uh, I will well, create a perfect. list If you can, If you can just come Kinder up with an animal
1: fruits. fact before we're before done, I'm sure people would want to hear that. But perfect. I'll it'll give you some time, and I'll, I'll let Burger and I go. Burger, you've got a fuzz on your beard. Do like, I? Yeah. This no, 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 The left like side. crazy. Yeah. Oh, oh that is a, wow. It was a big boy. It a yeah. big honker. And a, that was on the screen. Perfect. Perfect. So there you go. So you to taking a big blue dot on your body.
0: Maybe I do. <laughs> Your turn.
1: All right. Uh, something I learned about um, cars that, uh, oh, Toyota's first uh, post-war design. I learned this while studying the Camry. Uh, their first post-war design was largely based off the Beetle, and they were allowed to do that because Toyota was the only, one of the only manufacturers after World War II from the Axis not to have a partnership with an allied company. Oh. So, like, Isuzu had Hillman, um, and, like, I guess, like, uh, Auto Union had somebody else. Like, they all had, like, somebody that they were working with. Uh, Toyota did not. So, Toyota ended up making a car as, like, a front-engine, rear-wheel drive, uh, water-cooled, Volkswagen Beetle with an engine that was based off the combustion chambers of an Auto Union V16 racer from prior to World War
0: II. Okay.
1: Really, really cool car. It was a one liter. It made like 30
0: horsepower. Oh, yeah. Now we talking.
1: But just so you know, the Ford Flathead made like 85 out of like four liters. Oh, I know.
0: It was 2.2.
1: 2.2, but still. I mean, it was about the same power to weight ratio as a Flathead. That's pretty cool.
0: So... That, yeah, but that flathead makes that wet V8
1: burble. Yeah, this one just sounds like a like a side valve four, so. Okay, Ew, this gross. week
2: all of my animal facts are from Australia. Yay. Um the fingerprints of a koala are so indistinguishable from humans that they have been confused at crime scenes.
0: Why have there been so many koalas at crime scenes? I, that's what
2: I was because thinking. Because koalas
0: are actually homicidal creatures. Right. Oh.
2: Little do they know. They're looking for
0: fun. It's they like kill humans, fun. cats, and koalas. <laughs> yeah, Little they kill do they fun. know that would be a great they're looking for
2: name. the raw, like, the poor humans' fingerprints <laughs> that they find you done this. actually didn't do it. It's the dang koalas. So now we need to go free some criminals in Australia. All because of koala bears. <laughs> Because koalas are obviously <laughs> committing the crime.
1: I love, I love Australian wildlife so much.
0: <laughs> That's way more interesting than my fact, which is just uh, old $1,000 BMWs are more reliable than modern Toyotas. That's shocking. Yep.
1: That's utterly shocking. Well, on go. that bombshell, um, it's time to end our show. Thank you for listening to Carbitrage. Which is
0: so proud of you
1: actually, the name of our podcast. Uh, we will uh be with you next week. Uh, please subscribe to our Patreon, give us money so patreon.com
0: forward slash Carbitrage.
1: Yeah, so we can afford to continue doing this. Thank you, basically, very just much. to fund
0: our booze addiction, so and to, to pay for hosting. And, and eventually the pay equipment. For all of this. Yeah. Well, we gotta cover the booze first, and then it'll start chipping away at the equipment, and then maybe we can actually do things. If
1: if you go gone through our episodes, we've been drinking a lot less booze to try and even out our budget here. So. It doesn't work, but we've been trying.
0: Yes. Anyway,
1: thank right. you for listening, and we will catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye.